Here's the one question new car buyers just aren't asking in 2022, but you certainly should be if you're in the market for a new car today. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. <laughs> in Australia, sorry, civilised world, my, uh, let's call it, uh, my, uh, my wand only seems to work here in Chateau Number no. Twos in the Antipodes. Website for that. And of course, card. As Cake said so famously in their delightful Gloria Gaynor Redux, I would have changed my fucking lock, I would have made you leave your key, if I'd have known for just one second you'd be back to... Click my card over and over at 3am, just like the friggin' newlyweds in 11a. Like, Jesus, dude, doesn't anyone sleep anymore? So, if you're dead from the neck up, like a federal politician, especially in the lower house, it might be very surprise indeed to learn that new cars are scarce at the moment. Understatement alert on that one. It's not uncommon to have to wait 6 to 12 months for the new car of Yo Dreams. Which kind of sucks a whole golf ball through a Nilex garden hose now that I think about it. Does it not? Production can't keep up with demand, the sewer's blocked, and I do not think they make one of those little plunger thingos that's quite big enough to ungum these particular pipes. Subaru announced the inclusion of turbo version next year. Do you think the 2022 models will attract better deals as buyers may wait for 2023 models? I am 65, yo. I don't need the fastest thing on wheels, necessarily. So this is part of an inquiry I got the other day from a dude named Baz busily inventing a complete fantasy world where there's a solid reason to get a great discount on a current Subaru Outback. Now, the fantasy premise here being nobody wanting the old 2.5 Atmo shitter because new 2.4 turbo hotness is on the way. <laughs> the reality, which... Dude, never as hot as the fantasy, is that all cars from all brands right now are sold as quickly as dealers can get their filthy mitts upon them. That is, unless they're not pre-sold a lot earlier than that. So there's almost no incentive whatsoever for anyone to do any discounting at the moment. Some cars are getting quote-unquote sold, as in placed under contract with your deposit taken even before a production date is allocated and without any real understanding at dealer level or at Australian importer level when the actual production of your car might take place. Stated delivery time frames are often simply mad guesses subject to equally mad variations, generally for the worse, sometime down the track. Look at it like this, okay? This is pretty common. Dealer says three months and you go, okay, and you pay your two grand deposit or whatever. 
10 weeks later, you're thinking it's almost time for the fluffer because the money shot, your climactic take delivery scene is imminent. And then the dealer just rings you, dude, and tells you it's more likely going to be Christmas. Hopefully this Christmas, but hey, no guarantee at this stage. It's very hard to maintain aroused in these circumstances. Except in the domain of soul-crushing blind rage at being the patty in a supersized bullshit burger on the dealer's barbecue. Here's the big problem, however, with this kind of dynamic as the foundation. Remember back in the olden days when a contract used to specify quaint, important details such as the price and the actual spec of the car which you were buying, like exactly what car you were getting and exactly what price you both agreed upon? It's a brave new world, dude. Not anymore. Like, what if there's a midlife model makeover or even an all-new model in the wings betwixt now and whenever delivery actually takes place for you? This means at some point in time, the factory is going to retool and start producing their upgraded shitbox, like whatever make and model you agreed to buy. It'll look slightly different, it'll have slightly more equipment, and perhaps the price will go up. The point is, purchase of the exact car you test drove, fell in love with, stood in the dealership, and left your saliva and maybe even other fluids and DNA all over. No longer going to be viable, mate. It won't be available, that car. The car maker you just got into bed with will not continue to make the old shitter until the backlog of orders, including yours, is complete and then retool. The retool is locked in and you're going to be getting one of those or... I suppose you might tell them to jam it and then go through the whole will-to-live-destroying marathon ordeal of the alternative vehicle selection and price negotiation once again and then jump on the back of another until the heat death of the universe queue again. Hard to remain upbeat through all of that. Two issues here with these midlife upgrades, right, or even... All new models, okay? It's the same basic logistic hurdle that you have to deal with. Number one, what if you don't like what they've done? The changes they've made might involve adding features you actively do not want, like some dirty big sunroof. Or it might involve removing features you did want, such as... I don't know, a manual transmission or removing the full-size spare tyre and fitting one of those shitty impractical space savers. These kinds of things could be deal-breakers for you. Number two, what if the price changes substantially? What if you maxed out your borrowing capacity, you signed on the dotted line, interest rates went up and now the car is just going to cost substantially more than you're prepared to pay. This kind of thing is pretty much uncharted territory for the market right now, so I'd argue it's very important for you to upgrade your pre-purchase research. 
find out as much as you can about the life cycle status of the vehicle you think you want to buy. Like, is a replacement or midlife upgrade actively in the wings? And is your delivery time frame, like the no shit delivery time frame, likely to overlap with that upgrade? If yes, cue Rod Serling. Dude, you are about to enter another dimension. Next up, the Twilight Zone. In other words, you better find out if the brand you're jumping into bed with offers any degree of pricing certainty, like consumer price protection. Will they support you by locking in and honouring the price you bilaterally agreed to pay when you actually signed the contract at the dealership? Information on which car makers are actually prepared to do this is a bit sketchy at the present. Jumpsuit Ben, who is actually the Mike Tyson of the car buying business in spite of his wardrobe, tells me there's some in-market evidence that Mitsubishi, Mazda and Kia, possibly others, are providing some level of price guarantee protection in these strange circumstances at present. It's actually unclear whether this is a dealership level thing or a manufacturer thing at the moment. Like, is it taking place at importer level? One of my dealer contacts at Mazda tells me that Mazda Schittsville is requesting signed contract copies from its dealers so that the agreed price can actually be locked in at the time of purchase. I know that Toyota is not prepared to protect you in this way quite the opposite. Those deceptive, misleading mother lovers. Don't shoot the messenger, dude. Take it up with the federal court in terms of the determination of misleading and deceptive. Anyway, Toyota is actually making potential customers sign that asshole lawyer approved document that states that they have no control over the price or the spec and if they decide to bend you over further you know down the track at the point where your fluffer is actually locked in for some day next week or something your options are grab those ankles and hum moon river dude that's not funny. While lube is withdrawn and a new contract for even more filthy lucre at their sole discretion is prepared. Or decline any further specialist reaming of this nature. Send the fluffer on his or her merry way and find yourself with deposit back in hand. But disconcertingly adrift in the market once again at the mercy of the rear end of some other manufacturer's multi-month queue. In my view. Toyota, a company with $800 billion in assets, is of course pretending to be somewhat helpless here. In this bullshit document, Toyota Schittsville is acting as if it were simply an independent retailer with no control whatsoever about future product direction. I, I suppose if Bingley or JB Hi-Fi or some such was saying this about Samsung TVs or whatever and pricing and specification uncertainty into the future, then okay. But 
Toyota Schittsville is part of 800 billion buck TMC, the mothership, and maybe they should just act like they know how to tie their shoelaces and call mommy and daddy when there's a problem, etc. My take on this more broadly is price protection, like a simple plain English pricing guarantee is something car makers who actually want a viable commercial relationship with you, lasting longer than the current supply shortages, something they should actually consider and also actively leverage in their marketing. Like, dude, we won't bend you over just before the money shot in the manner of, oh, what a feeling. That would be a reason to go with a different manufacturer, would it not? The alternative is somewhat less palatable, the asshole empowerment model seemingly favoured by Toyota, bending you over in this way. They're simply prosecuting a target of opportunity in a substantially fucked up market. But I would argue it's really not an example of solid long-term strategic thinking. Toyota increasingly reminds me of federal politics, like all soundbite, no substance. The company does seem to have a chunk of the market fooled by virtue of the squeaky clean camouflage it deploys at such significant cost and so friggin' often. Like politicians, the big T is seemingly leveraging its future against the notion of a never-ending supply of median customers with ambient temperature IQs and goldfish-level attention spans. It's a strategy that works, I suppose, right up to the point where it doesn't. Just ask... uh, that guy. In any case, if you're jumping for a new car anytime soon, in certainly the worst underlying market for new car buyers which I've ever seen, get a solid picture about where the car you want sits in its life cycle. Understand the no-shit delivery time frame and the overlap, if any, with upgrades which are in the pipeline and find out exactly how Ron Jeremy your agreed price is before you sign on the dotted line and pay a deposit. Ideally, you only want to go on one queue, right? You'll almost certainly get your deposit refunded should you back out down the track, but the frustration factor of waiting nine months or something, then vetoing the deal at the 11th hour and then jumping on another queue and waiting another nine months. Dude, that'd leave a hole in my life big enough to drive Clive Palmer through. And nobody I know wants to be his chauffeur.